Jessica, I know you as Brondo, Davidoff. <laughs> Your married right. name. So amazing <laughs> to uh, to be interviewing you today after such a wonderful and diverse serial career you've had. The birth of a new baby, the <laughs> building and selling of great companies. You really had a, a, a beautiful life made a great impact. And the question that I have for you today is, if you could give credit or thanks to one person in your life that you don't give enough credit or thanks to, or just have never thought to give any credit or thanks to, whether that's someone you've never met before or someone you've known your entire life, who would that be? So I would have to say my mom she and I, she she was made a huge impact, and you would think that she would be someone who I thank all the time. But she's all, because we're so close. She's also the one who I can, who I don't necessarily feel as though I tell her enough. So it would definitely be her. And I, you know, I go to my dad oftentimes now for career advice more than my mom, but. She stopped working when I was born. She was working on Wall Street and she raised me and really shaped me into who I am today and gave so much of herself throughout my childhood and just poured her heart and soul into raising my brother and I. And yeah, I'm so grateful for all of, for everything, especially now that I am a mom and I see just how much energy it takes to to raise a smart and happy child. So I'm more grateful to her now than, than ever because I now see everything that she did and more. I mean, she really gave up an entire career. Did she ever go back to work once you were raised fully? She, yeah, so she started to do, she never went back to her previous career from before I was born, but she went into real estate and she got her real estate license and became a, a residential real estate agent, um, which was really fulfilling for her. She definitely has the kind of sales personality. She's super extroverted. But yeah, I mean, she she really just sacrificed her whole career just to, to raise us. And it puts it all into perspective now that, that I have a son of my own and just I'm so hyper aware of the the huge sacrifice she made. You know, it's interesting. She worked on Wall Street and you raised venture funding in your company. Did she have any advice to give during that chapter? Not really. I mean, I think it, it's such a it was such a different world. You know, I raised venture funding. 30 years after she worked in Wall Street and I was raising for a tech startup where I built a mobile app and a website. And so it was definitely really foreign for her. And, but I think that the biggest piece of advice she gave throughout the fundraising process was just about confidence. And no matter how many times I would call her and, you know, someone would say no and pass on the round, you know, it was really just kind of infusing that level of confidence that she had infused throughout my childhood of just being able to know who you are, know your worth, know what you're doing is important. And, you know, if they said no, then it's their loss. And that was kind of her party line the whole time, every time someone would pass. And I think that was just 
so helpful. The confidence that you speak of, what, what shaped her in her youth to be the confident, hardworking, work in a male-dominated industry that she became? Where did she get that confidence from? I think she gets a lot of it. She, she got a lot of it from her mom who um, passed away. But yeah, her mom was the youngest of seven children and was kind of, and they were very poor. Her, you know, her father, my grandmother's father, you know, had a fruit and vegetable stand in Brooklyn and her mother died when she was very young. So she had a, a father who was raising all seven of them. And, you know, my grandmother had to cook dinner when she was, you know, five years old and the, her father would say, okay, here's $5. You have to feed seven people, you know, figure it out. And so I think she was always very crafty and feisty as a result because she was the youngest and had a lot of responsibility. And I think she infused my mom with this kind of nature of never taking no for an answer and being able to kind of figure out a way when there doesn't seem to be a way. And I think that that's something that I've kind of inherited. And I'm obviously much more fortunate, you know, in terms of my childhood than my grandmother and even my mom. But I think that when you are faced with hard situations, like, you know, being told no so many times or just any hard situation in business or in life, I think that those are really, really important kind of family lessons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing you just talked about, about learning how to, you know, get through those hard times, how to overcome those no's, how to deal with rejection, etc. What was the difference between the way she showed love and the way she showed support? Were they different? Were they intertwined um, during your youth or in your adulthood? I think my mom is just kind of a natural born cheerleader. You know, everything that I do or that my brother did, she was always just so excited. And I think what was really special about her is that she was super not, you know, an active child. She was, she didn't participate in a lot of activities. She didn't do any sports. My brother and I were just kind of immersed in all things sports and music and theater and you know, she just embraced everything and just kind of dove into everything that we expressed an interest in and got excited about things that she, you know, didn't even know anything about. You know, I was really passionate about figure skating, so she got became that passionate about figure skating. And my brother was really into magic and skiing and, you know, ski jumping. And she learned how to ski when she was 40 years old so that she could be you know, around us doing the things that that we were excited about. So I think that in terms of the way she showed her support, it was just kind of getting, you know, excited and learning the things that we were doing. And then in terms of the way she loved, I mean, she was just a very loving person all around. But yeah, I think she was always very physically loving, but also, you know, I think her love language is definitely verbal. She's always, she always told us you know, that she loved us and, you know, was very, very positive and really encouraging in terms of our childhood. The act of her stopping her career when you were born 
so that she could focus that attention on raising you. Now that you've just had a son, in what ways are you now supporting her in her next chapter? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been thinking a lot about these kind of ideas of chapters in life. And I think that, you know, when I did have my son, it became a lot more apparent to me how she was able to leave her career. Because if you ask me, even the day before I gave birth, whether I could ever imagine stopping working when I had a kid, I would have told you you're crazy. I have been an entrepreneur since I was 22. I've started four companies. I just took over a company as CEO. You know, I'm, my career has been such a huge part of me. But then the moment I set eyes on my son, I was like, okay, I'm a mom. I'm, just, I'm like head over heels for this guy. Like this guy, I could literally sit here and do nothing all day and just stare at his face and I'm fine. And so, now, so it made me understand how she did it. The thing that frightens me about you know, why I would never, you know, give up my career is what do you do when your child is is 18 and they go off to college or they go off in, into a career and then all of a sudden, you know, you're still in your 50s or so and you're young and vibrant, but you don't have anything to spend your days on. And I think that that's kind of what I see happening with my mom is that, you know, she gave up her career, she went into real estate, and then she decided to retire from that. And then before I had my son, she didn't really have much to fill her days and she was a little bit bored because my dad didn't retire. And so now I think what we've sort of given her in having a son is, you know, another thing to be super excited about. So she watches him on Mondays and it's, I can see just kind of a whole new energy about her and the way she is with him is just incredible. She has so much love for him. And, you know, I see this vibrancy and this joy and a lightness to her that I haven't seen in a really long time. And it's so wonderful to see her so happy again. And I'm, you know, so grateful that I could give that back to her since it was such a joyful part of her life, you know, when she was a mom of children. Quick side note, what's, what's so special about the Mondays? I think it's just like, one of she you know I asked her whether you know she she said before I even had him you know I want a day that's all mine that I can you know have him and nobody's watching and I could just be me and I said you know which day do you want and she wanted Mondays and she said this way it's the start of the week and you know I want to set the tone for the week in a way that you know keeps me happy and sets it off every week in a really positive way because obviously the weekend is always great because my dad's home and she comes into the city a lot on the weekend so she sees me my brother and my uh, our whole family but Mondays is kind of starting the week off right and she said it's the best part of my week so why not start it off that way that's pretty neat and what does that free you up to do you know the start of your business week what does that free you up to do knowing that your son is providing joy for your mother and your mother's providing joy for your son I think I mean it definitely does make it easier kind of leaving on a Monday because Mondays are definitely hard I I take Fridays off and I 
work while he's napping, but I spend most of my day with him and working on my phone if I need to. And then I have obviously Saturday and Sunday all day with him. So after three days of being immersed in motherhood and being with my son, you know, the idea of going, you know, to the office on a Monday, it's hard. And and as I, I'm absolutely in love with what I do. And so that makes it so much easier than so many women who aren't passionate about their, their jobs. But it's still hard because, you know, you're leaving something that you love so much. And so for me, the fact that my mom comes on Mondays instead of his nanny, it means that I'm in, in keeping him with my mom. I know that I'm actually doing something that's making her happy. So it's, you know, even though I'm not necessarily the happiest not being able to spend the day with him, I know that by leaving him, I'm making her so happy. and. You know, has such a fun time with her, so hmm. it makes it a little bit easier to transition into the forties where I'm away from him. <laughs> the maternal, nurturing, cheerleading love mm-hmm. that you you learn from your mother who's more active now as a grandmother than she was in sports or activities as a child how how do you transfer that into your company and the people that work for you and the people that you do business with how is that core value of, of maternity transferred towards them i think what's what's interesting is you know when you, if you're just kind of on that kind of hamster wheel, it's like, okay, I get to the office and I have the whole calendar set out and I have this meeting and then I have to do these five tasks and then I have this meeting and, you know, you're just kind of checking boxes. I think that the kind of maternal cheerleading influence comes into play when you walk into the office and you're like, wait, before I get to my calendar, before I get to my email, before I get to my task list, like everybody who's in this office is a human. And what are they going through? at home, what are they going through in their personal lives and kind of humanizing every single day and understanding that, you know, it's so it's just as it's important to have all your meetings and to do all of your reports and everything. It's also important to ask people, you know, what's going on at home or how are how are things? And I think it it definitely makes you more aware of the fact that people have these huge lives at home. And I think that becoming a mom has made me more inclined to have other people share their whole selves at work because I want to share, you know, what's going on at home and I, and with, you know, becoming a mom. And I think that it's helped the company so much because if someone is going through something hard in their personal lives, I think that being able to share it in the office allows everybody else at the office to have some sort of empathy for them. And I think, you know, when you have to conceal things and hide and try to pretend that things are okay, it becomes really detrimental to everyone because, you know, it builds resentment. And if someone knew what that person was going through in their personal lives, then they wouldn't, you know, harbor those kind of feelings. So yeah, I think, Becoming a mom has made me more inclined and more eager to share my whole self. And it has made me more, you know, driven to find out, you know, more about everybody's personal selves at at the office and bring everything to the table. 
Love that. <laughs> if your mom is on the phone with you right now, instead of me, this short white guy with the fanny pack, <laughs> what would you say to her? I would say that she is the most incredible positive force throughout my entire life. And I would tell her that she made such an impact on me and has made me so much of who I am today. And even though I don't necessarily ask her for all of the advice about my career now, everything she did, you know, while raising me for decades is, has shaped every decision I make. And I think about her in everything I do. And, you know, I am so grateful that she did stop out of her career in order to raise me and take so much care in, in making such a wonderful childhood for my brother and I. And what would you want her to say to you? I would want her to say that it was all worth it. <laughs> but if she had to go back, she wouldn't have changed anything. And that there's no regrets. And that it, you know, raising us was, you know, something that made her the happiest ever. And, you know, I would love to know that she was equally as happy as, as she made our, our childhood. Your mom's name is Nancy? No. Debbie. Oh, Debbie. Debbie, Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> Debbie Brando. Yep. Well, if she's listening to this, she certainly did raise a wonderful person for <laughs> you and your brother. And the impact that you all have had on this world is tremendous. And uh, we thank you for that, Debbie. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jess. Thank you so much. This is so amazing. Such a great conversation. You know, I learned so much during these conversations. But the things I learned about, you know, how to architect a work week and how to... Yeah. How to involve your parents strategically in that work week and the joy that that brings to you, them, and to your employees. Something uh, I'm going to take a long, hard look at because I think it's quite swell. Amazing. I'm so happy I could share. Well, thank you for doing this. The, uh, yeah, thank you.